Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Umbrella Academy. We are your substitute teachers for the day, <laughs> Mr. Tyler and Mr. LePage. What's going we, on? We are party substitutes. We do not do any of the normal stuff. That's right. We fuck around, and we're going to talk about Umbrella Academy Season 1, Episode 5, I believe, called Number 5. Do you see what they did there? That is, you know, that's the kind of stuff why you need an education, because we come yeah. here and that's what we learn. <laughs> Uh, that's what we learn here. Um, now, we're uh, building up, uh, running through season one of Umbrella Academy in anticipation of season two, which actually drops this week. Um, so we're going to finish out the rest of the season and then dive right into season two. Very excited. Uh, yeah. Pete, how do you feel um, about halfway through this first season looking for, forward well, to the second? Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, you and Zalbin have both seen the second season. So I'm kind no, of I odd actually, man. I actually have oh. not. Uh, I've seen the second season of The Boys. Oh, okay. All right, right. Uh, but yeah, Selvin's seen everything ahead of time. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'm excited. I feel like uh, also what's nice is Zalbin, who didn't like the first one, says he really likes the second one, which makes me nervous because I love the first season. So it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. But they've got a great cast of characters. I'm excited to see, like, after a season, what they're going to do with these characters, how it's going to move forward. So, uh, yeah, it's cool. They've got a lot of interesting, creative things on the show going for them. So it'll be nice to see, like, once they kind of hit their stride, like, what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, Well, speaking of how the season unfolds, why don't we um, do a quick catch up on what's happened so far this season before we dive into number five. Um, There's um, there are a series of mysteries um, happening with the Umbrella Academy, a team of superheroes, a child or teenage superheroes um, that have uh, stopped getting along, went their separate ways and have all arrived back at the mansion as the death of their quote unquote father. Um. And they uh, are hanging out, trying to get to the bottom of um, maybe something weird that happened with his death. Um, and then another other mysteries start to happen. Number five shows up um, as a boy, uh, and he's uh, behaving weird. Um, we learn that he was in the future uh, for a, long, a post-apocalyptic future. He has seven days to save the world. I think we're down to four days yeah. um, in this episode. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's really into mannequins. And one said, specifically. Dude, dude loves mannequins. Um, I mean, in a post-apocalyptic world, you know, maybe you, all you have is the movie Mannequin. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, do you think that's how he got into it? He watched yeah. the movie Mannequin, and he's just patiently waiting for his mannequin to come alive? Exactly, exactly. To do the full Daryl Hannah? Is that who's in that? No, I don't. no, no. It's, uh, that's Splash, that's Splash. That's Splash, yeah. This uh, It's Kim Cattrall. It's, Kim Cattrall, of course, yeah. the mannequin. Yeah. And we should say Pete is um, – number five is a huge fan of – loves his mannequin. Pete loves the movie Mannequin and walks around everywhere <laughs> holding a VHS copy of the movie Mannequin. <laughs> Um, that he true. kisses, he kisses right on the front. Uh, be kind, rewind, Pete. Yeah. Rewind to the love of your life. Uh, mm. So, what else do we have happening? Uh, Vanya, sort of the um, estranged member of the Umbrella Academy, doesn't mm. have powers. We thought, or we oh. think, um, she uh, has been on medication her whole life. She's pursuing a relationship with this um, man creepy, that has entered her life. Creepy son of a fuck that guy. Well, he's not uh, – he doesn't present as creepy first. He's very nice. He's he's the nice – he's the only one who's nice to her in a world where her family – Yeah, you know, but they're if sort she of, was paying attention, she would know that the – you know, not that it's her fault that she doesn't know this dude's creepy, but like some signs are there and Allison is on to it. Right. Like you can't – you're saying you don't trust anyone. Don't trust anyone who likes you or, or is nice to you. No, I'm just saying you can uh, be nice to people, do a little research, especially when you're someone of, uh, uh, you know, who is, you know, in, out there in the world and stuff like that. So I feel like she, uh, you know, she unfortunately was in a tough spot. Someone was very nice to her and she's not thinking about it. And I wish she she would. Yeah, the only thing that can truly love you is a VHS tape from the mid to late 80s. Um, but As what if that tape? That. What if that tape betrayed you, Pete, and you took off the slipcase, and underneath was another movie? Whoa! That, like, what if it was um, like Rambo: First Blood is secretly underneath this uh, videotape you've been kissing all this time? Well, that's the thing. You, you can't judge a book by its cover, so you really got to make nice. sure you check the sleeve. You know what I mean? Check the sleeve. Yeah. Always check the sleeve, guys. Uh, what else is happening? Um, Luther and Allison um, have a sort of a little relationship uh, going. We don't yeah. know what's happening here. Um, and uh, Allison, rumor, uh, has had a tough go of it. She was in the public spotlight and has fully uh, pulled away from that. She has a daughter, I believe, that she um, talks to remotely and is sort of struggling with that. Uh, we found out a couple episodes back that Luther has a secret gorilla body um, underneath. Not so secret. He's been hiding it with a turtleneck, which is good for hiding hickeys, but not for hiding your gorilla body. <laughs> um, who else? Klaus. Um, he, oh, Klaus. Uh, Klaus went, uh, went to Nam. Yeah, uh, Klaus went to Nam. He, he, flashed, uh, he traveled through time when he got the case from, uh, from Cha-Cha and Hazel. Um, yeah. to assassins who are out to kill number five. We learn more about that in this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find the ramifications of Klaus's journey a little bit today in this episode. He also um, is addicted to drugs and he can see dead people. Including well, yeah, the- I think that's – he can see dead people and they talk to him and like the only way he can drown that out is through alcohol and drugs. So it's I don't know if right. it's like – I don't think he started drugs first. I think it's because of his powers he has to do drugs so he can – have a, just a bath by himself once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the bath is a great place to relax. Yeah. He's in a, f- a bath right now, for those of you just listening. You'll occasionally hear a splish splash. Oh, my God. Uh, it, 
Klaus um, is also uh, frequently visited by the uh, seventh dead member of the Umbrella Academy. Ben. who's just hanging hanging around Ben, who's hanging around, and he occasionally says, "What up?" or like, "We." Which yeah, he does in this episode, it's a bit. fun when you you know have a brother that you can talk to every once in a while. You know what I mean? I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> who haven't we covered? Oh, Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, t- tough goal of the last episode. His yeah. friend slash um, uh, love interest, uh, yeah. uh, police on officer, again, died. Off again, yeah. On again, off again. He wants some revenge on um, Hazel and Cha-Cha, which we get to see a bit in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, other characters, uh, Monkey Butler, who, who observes. He observes quietly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, their mom, who is a um, Bogo. clunky robot, Pogo. By the way, don't. Jump. Of course, I know. I, he's a monkey. He's a monkey butler. Yeah. Um, and then um, their mother, who they've uh, found out a couple episodes back, is um, a, a robot or android, and she is um, not doing so hot. I mean, I think they always knew she was a robot, but like you know, uh, they just Diego deactivated her for some reason. Diego, deactivate. How many of your parents are robots? Do you do you suspect? Oh, uh, I'm going to say zero, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the episode. Um, we're just going to do some sort of a broad sweeping, uh, covering uh, covering the plot points and then uh, our impressions uh, overall. Mm-hmm. Pete, how did you feel about this episode? Well. Uh, it's a great episode. A lot happens in this app. We get a lot of things kind of tying in, get some answers. Um, you know, app five titled number five, uh, you know, that's a great app. I mean, that's smart. You know, that's some extra thinking that it really make those things line up like that. Plus, we you start love with some, the synchronicity. Yeah. Plus, it starts with some cool music, you know, kind of get that post-apocalyptic start to an episode, some music in the background. That's just fun stuff. Yeah, you love music right in the background. Um, I I agree. I like this episode a lot. Um, in a show that I think we've talked about a little bit, um, can be a little sort of slow and then too fast at different occasions. I yeah. think pacing is one of the big criticisms of this first season that we've talked about. Um, this episode, I think, really locked it in. And we get a, a partnering off, uh, a pairing off of our different Umbrella Academy members, which I think works really well. It lets us focus on those different uh, plot lines in a clean partnerships and we don't have to constantly be sort of moving in and out of group scenes. Yeah. And, but it's also tough because it's like you want them to stay together so badly. And when they separate, you're like, no, but the way we see them come together in this episode where it's like Klaus <laughs> behind an ice cream truck. Like I was, I, that was just so fun with the music blasting. And it was just, yes. I mean, that's, that's great stuff. Very fun. Well, let's dive into it. Um, we start uh, with a montage of five, uh, number five in the far future. Yeah, we see an age and yeah, he's a, mannequin staying the same age. He's aging, and his how he gets around evolves, which is nice. You know, starts yeah. with a little kind of like pulley briefcase, then it moves on to like a full cart and oxen type setup where he's the ox, and then it's uh, you know the classic bike. You know, the the old sit down bike. bike. You know. A sit down bike, yeah. Um, now, would you would you want your mannequin to age along with you, or your copy of the VHS tape mannequin? That is, uh, you know, As I you think some appropriate aging, but you know, you want to, you know, keep the relationship fun. Yeah, keep it fun. Yeah, keep the relate inanimate 
relationship fun. Yeah. Um, so uh, in the midst of this, he sees a woman out of nowhere. He hasn't seen another person in a long time. She's from um, a time travel regulatory organization, she claims. Yeah, the commission. Uh, the commission. And she um, is uh, offering a job, basically. Will you be yeah. our, our hitman? Um, and if you it's do nice. it's someone it's it's a nice feeling when someone tracks you down and offers you a job you know it makes you feel special exactly like yeah. of all the people on the earth which are our zero uh, yeah. we believe uh they chose him yeah the last guy there and it seemed like the mannequin wasn't really on board you know because he has that look back like he's having one more conversation with the mannequin and she doesn't look happy yeah but i think she's like i respect that you need to go work yeah um well, yeah. Gotta, someone's got to put no food on the table for the mannequin. Yeah, you know, it's it looks like he has a busy day of like walking uh, to the city from his little bunker in the apocalypse, and then back again, you know, to get special bottles of wine that he finds. And I'm sure, yes, uh, some stash Bordeaux. And I'm sure, uh, like the he'll want to like the mannequin will want to have like arms and legs again, and maybe yeah. they can save up and afford that stuff um, if he puts in his five years. Yeah, um, that's to, the thing. You know, you really got to put in the work. Uh, so we get a fun montage of that. He's correcting time, killing people, but he eventually breaks his contract when he doesn't kill John F. Kennedy, yeah. but someone else did, second shooter. Um, there's a distortion in time, and he appears with the gang. Yeah, uh, which so I it thought it was, takes us back to the first time we see him, which is great. Yeah. Um, and he's telling this story to Luther, um, and we get that they're the sort of partnership for this episode. Yeah. Um, number five tells Luther the world's ending, and of course he's like, you know, he's a superhero that just needs a direction to be pointed and it's exactly. like, all right, let's let's save the day. Um, but the episode runs the course of Luther not wanting to do number five's tactics. Like he has a rifle. He's going to shoot some people. Um, and it's nice, though, that they sort of come together. Uh, Luther threatens yeah. the mannequin. Um, they do a little fun switcheroo. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they uh, building up to the finale, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Klaus, um, he's on his own for um, a bit of the episode where he's uh, he's crying on the bus. He come has come back from time uh, yeah. from being lost in time, breaks the time machine he stole from Hazel and Cha Cha, um, which uh, I like this story a lot, too. Klaus gets a win. Hazel and Cha Cha are in a panic because they need their you can't lose your time machine. Yeah, you can. That's rule number one. And that, you know, number five has that thing where it's like, you know, it's kind of like if a cop loses its gun. Like it, people are very much frown on it. Like if your your boss is going to have your ass for that. So like the fact that they've lost their time machine has really got them scrambling, which number five takes advantage of. Yes. Um, so Klaus uh, and Diego, sort of, they are uh, the, they're the partners for this uh, episode because they uh, Klaus is running from Hazel and Cha Cha, and uh, Diego is chasing down Hazel and Cha Cha because of the death of his friend slash love interest. Right. Um, Diego seems like he doesn't have a plan um, no. as he and Klaus sort of spy on Hazel and Cha Cha. They're they're made instantly, and um, there's a little uh, shootout which was fun. Yeah. But I think, as we learn later, I think Diego was was tracking them, and mm-hmm. uh, pays off, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, he was the one who saw the donut receipt uh, back when the detective got shot. So he's kind of put that all together. Although uh, Hazel and the donut lady have an adorable date. Yes, you know they talk about birds and life. You know, yeah, and, and, and was- he's like, "Hey, get." 
get your kicks, bird lady, yeah. because he's like, the hey, world's fast coming. forward your timeline. You got like four days. He yeah. doesn't say that to her, but you know, he's just like, hey. So, Pete, with time's running out. You find out about it, the apocalypse. What's right. on your What's on your list? What well, are you? What how are you much time now? do I have? Where am I? Like, what's going Let's on? Let's say one day. You're where I, you are now. One, one day? day. One more day. All right, I okay. got. I got four a, days. Okay, well, I'm just pl- like the characters. I'm planning out last meals. You know what I mean? I'm gonna get like a last round of food. Um, gonna make some phone calls, reach out to some friends and family, just kind of you know bust everybody's balls one last time, get real drunk, and then peace out. You know what I mean? Wow, bust everybody's balls one last time. Yeah. Nice. How about uh, you? I'm gonna get rocket ship space, get into space, watch the whole thing go down. Oh, you're going to spend four days building a rocket ship and then launch yourself into space? I don't know if I'll build it, but I'll steal one. Oh, you're going to steal one. Cool, 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 cool. Because there are no rockets out there. And everyone, no one, I feel like those rocket scientists will be focused on, like you, busting everybody's balls and getting drunk. So then I'll hit the rocket scam, get into space, and just watch it go down, land on the moon, have a moon base, live on the moon, be a moon guy. Oh, wow, man. Good luck. Yeah. To, I, yeah. I, I think it's hard to just steal a rocket ship and then land on the moon and find a place to live and survive. Dude, I watched Apollo 13. <laughs> I know about getting into space under bad circumstances. Okay, cool, cool. It seems like you got a great plan. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, baby. Uh, so um, let's get into so this. Wait, oh, we have this. So we have uh, Vanya who uh, – Well, before before we get to that, I want to talk about this uh, this great scene with um, Diego and uh, Klaus are in a – like a VFW. Oh, yeah. And they're, uh, Klaus is looking at this picture on the wall. The, um, the bartender comes over and is like, hey, this is place was for vets only. Klaus, very upset, says, I am a vet. No one believes him, and then we um, they get thrown out. There's a there's a fight almost. And we get this so, slow push in on um, Klaus in the picture as a young yeah. man. The year he was in the past, he was in the Vietnam War. Yeah, and what's funny because uh, what's great is like he's like, "Oh, you should apologize." And Diego's trying to be nice. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I apologize." And then Klaus is like, "I apologize." A village is missing an idiot. It's <laughs> just hilarious. And then goes right into a fun fight sequence. I mean, come on. That's fun stuff. Come on. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, – you, you want to talk Vanya and Rumor? Yeah. So, yeah. Vanya and Allison. Uh, Allison's trying to be a good sister. She's trying to, like, uh, you know, protect her uh, from creepy dude. And uh, so – Allison um, brings her uh, breakfast, but then Vanya's like, yeah, but I'm having breakfast with creepy guys, so peace out. And so then uh, creepy guy's like, oh, yeah, you didn't notice I got rid of all your medication. Cool, cool, cool. Um, You know, I have all these evil plans that you don't even aware of. And then. But now we don't know that going into it until there's a reveal at the end of the episode. If if you go on one date with somebody and they start stealing your medication and like dumping out, you think that's cool? That's totally cool. No, it's not cool. But um, at this point, he still seems like he's trying to help her. He is. No. She has said she she wants to go off her medication. You saw the shot of Allison in his creepy house, and then she looks up to the ceiling and sees creepy door to the attic. So that's how you know he's a creep. 
All right. You don't need any more evidence. So just having an entrance to your attic makes you uh, no. a problem. No, no, no. A creepy shot to that attic that hangs on it for a creepy amount of time so you feel the weight of the creepiness is how you know. I see you. You felt the creepiness coming yeah. at you. Yeah. Um, you, don't, you don't put shots in there if that's not where you're trying to lead me. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what, Pete. I have uh, an attic door very similar to that. Yeah. And I can't tell you how long I linger on it staring at it. <laughs> don't ever go up there, man. Well, I guess we'll see. Maybe yeah. I go up there a lot and hide stuff. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, and you you see in the course of this scene between Vanya and her uh, sort of this creepy, quote-unquote creepy man, that she's, like, got some mental scars from growing up. We've been slowly sort of uh, spinning out the fact that she is uh, feels like an outsider and feels unloved, I think is a fair way of saying it. Um, and I, as I, we said, I haven't watched this. This uh, this is my first time watching through Umbrella Academy. Yeah. I have read the comics. So it is interesting to sort of feel that uh, story building over the course of this. I won't say anything else, yeah. but that's exciting. So, so then we get the audition and Vanya plays. And then we start to see what I describe as heat. Like when you look at the top of an onion, uh, oven, like the heat coming out, there's like waves coming out of yes. her music. And it's like enchanting the people listening. And at first they weren't having it. But then by the end, uh, she won, her over, won them over. With won her, them over, which may be an powers. indication. Yes. Uh, so Vanya is displaying powers. We get to see it twice in this episode. The first time when she's playing music, it seems to be coming off her violin. And then she becomes first chair. When at first, when she's going in for the audition, something I've experienced a lot, they're like, I don't like you. Yeah. Right out, right of, the out of the gate. Um, and so she charms them. Perhaps that's an indication of what her powers are. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a really and, good power to be really great at auditions. <laughs> I know. You know, a lot of people have that power. They're yeah. called working actors. And uh, <laughs> and I'm like hoping to get bit by a radioactive working actor yeah. um, to really continue that. Yeah. <laughs> I would th- just um, work on like lathering your arms or legs in barbecue sauce. I think if, if I was a working actor, that would make me want to buy you. Actors love, famously love barbecue sauce. Yeah. So let's finish up Vanya's story. She's uh, fully off her meds, um, she, which she says she got first chair, kisses the dude, and then her powers are sort of, I mean, they're like uh, having sex, presumably, and her powers are going crazy. Yeah. Um, so it seems to be when she is really in the moment, off her meds, she um, her powers manifest. Yeah. And we don't quite know what and they I'm, are. And I'm wondering if the dad knew that and that's why he had her on the medication because he knew like her power was so much that it could really go evil and go fast. You know what I mean? I think that's 100% uh, correct. Uh, and we do um, see the um, uh, body in the attic uh, from Creepy Guy on the way yep. out. So, so shit's uh, weird there. Mm-hmm. Her powers crack through the window, which I thought was uh, interesting. Like there's a, a physical manifestation there. And then we float following the, her sort of steamy power set uh, back to Umbrella Academy where um, Pogo and the mom are keeping secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get back to the real main event though. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about that for just a second though. So okay. what are uh, Pogo and um, Robot Mom, uh, what's up with that? 
Well, I think Pogo and Robot Mom are the other ones who are constantly left alone. So I'm sure they're making decisions for the kids' interest without them, you know, um, or at least carrying out the father's evil wishes or not evil, but, you know, uh, whatever. He's uh, not the greatest parent. Um, yeah, well, I think um, this is probably about that they killed uh, the professor, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe don't, don't we'll you find think? out. We'll find out, I hope. Yeah, well, I think we will 100%. Um, so then uh, jumping back to what we were talking about uh, before, the scene that you want to get to, um, the big confrontation between Hazel Cha-Cha, Luther number 5, Diego, and Klaus. You want to walk us through it? Yeah, so number five sets this all up. And, um, you know, so it's number five and Luther driving. They park. Uh, they're going to meet Cha-Cha and Hazel. And what's cool is, like, Cha-Cha and Jay- Hazel, like, drive by them. They didn't stop in the meet. Like, they checked it out the scene, which I thought was cool. And then while they're, like, uh, getting ready to kind of, like, have that meet, you see this uh, well, no, first they kind of talk and number five is like, OK, listen, this is why I want, I want to talk to your boss. Go make it happen. And so while you're waiting for the boss to show up, that's when we see this ice cream chop coming up over the kind of like horizon, blasting uh, kind of like some old school like, like Flight of the Valkyries. Va- Flight which of the Valkyries. Yeah. Very cool. And then um, like but it's like ice cream version. And yeah, uh, I love that. I thought that, that was, was great. so and then, funny. And then they're just like uh, number five and Luther have the same look as the audience. We're like, what is going on? And as they drive by, it's Diego and Klaus. Oh, man, that was so funny. It was so yeah, great. I love this scene. I thought it was really fun. The action was great. Um, the ice cream truck plays um, a huge role in my life as my two very young children call it. Happy Day Day is yeah. coming. Nice. Yeah, it's, you know, I ice cream trucks still, when I hear that noise, it very much affects me. See, I lived too far out in the country when I was a kid to have access to an ice cream truck. Oh, man. But, uh, when you, yeah, when you were like, it, when the ice cream truck started to get a pattern by your house, that really affected, you know, it, it becomes this thing where it's like, what, who do I got to punch to get money? Or like, what do I got to do so I get enough wow. money to get ice cream right now? Because that's Who do you have to li- punch to get money? You were a child boxer. <laughs> earning money for yeah, his ice cream. That's right. That's right. Scrappy way to earn ice cream money. Um, so um, the woman from the far future returns, um, mm-hmm. uh, confronts number five in a frozen moment, um, and offers him a job uh, with the mm-hmm. commission. Um and he does uh, – he says, I want to protect my family, which I thought was cool because I yeah. think five – number five's uh, motivation is we haven't really been able to parse what it is. Uh, we know he wants to sort of stop the apocalypse, but we don't know why. Is he good? Is he bad? And it feels like he is willing to sacrifice a lot, has not much of a moral center, but he does want to protect his family, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's smart. It's what's n- – What's upsetting is like at the start of this, it's like how scattered these kids are and you just want them to be a family and work together and, you know, save the day. So it's like been an uphill battle in that aspect to finally get them kind of like teaming up and working together. Yeah. Um, And then he vanishes uh, and leaving the family uh, wondering what's up next. Yeah. 
same with us. So what is up next? We have a full uh, the uh, second half of the season coming, and it feels like the action is really ramping up. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. It's it's going to be exciting to see what number five's job is, like what it actually is. Because, you know, when someone tells you about a job in the beginning, they're telling you about all the good stuff. They're not telling you about all the bad stuff. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see what that job entails. And hopefully he'll be able to talk to his family and not just ghost them. But we will see what happens. Yeah, like he's going to have to do some get to f- do some fun stuff like travel through time, but he's going to have to use like a Keurig coffee maker instead of a regular. Oh man, wow! Because you know, but those pods, come on, come on. <laughs> you like it's the pods? Like, I don't like the pods. Yeah, that's yeah, they're bad. It's watery. <sighs> yeah, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know, man. Oh, really? What what, what do you drink? What's your favorite beverage? Um. <sighs> Of all time, probably vodka. Wow. <laughs> uh, what an answer. Well, what if um, your vodka, like when you ordered it, it was like a little watered down? And yeah, that would be upsetting. As, not yeah. as much as you wanted? Yeah. That's what a Keurig is. Yeah. yeah. But for coffee. Yeah, I don't like little measured amounts. Uh, well, that's too bad because vodka always comes in some sort of measured amount, yeah. whether it's a bottle or a shot. Yeah, I like to control the, the measured amounts, not somebody else. Wow. Pete, hater of bartenders because of their <laughs> control over the vodka bottle. It's a big uh, leap you made there. I do not hate bartenders. Uh, They're amazing great. individuals. Uh, well, before we go, let's talk. Who is um, your uh, best student uh, in the Umbrella Pod Academy? Uh, who's your favorite character of this episode? Well, I got to say, uh, we, we saw a lot from a lot of different people, which is great. Um Number five, finally including his family, which was awesome. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, a part of me just wants to say Klaus because he's always the best and he makes you laugh. Um, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Hazel because it's nice to see Hazel wow. grow a little bit, and I'm hoping he's going to grow enough where he's not going to be trying to take down the. Uh, the academy, you know, maybe he just like walks away from his job and is happy with the nice donut lady. That's sweet. That's very darling. Um, I got to give it up to number five. I thought this was a great episode for him. Um, what do you think of old man five? He's good. Yeah. Good old five. I mean, that's going to be uh, tough as an actor. Like, oh, okay. I have to play a five-year-old, but now he's 85. Cool, cool, cool. I can do that. Well, I hate to spoil it, but I think they got a different actor to play the older number five. Yeah, I think wasn't. I think so too. But like, yeah, that's a tough <laughs> challenge. Make, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, this was sort of an, an episode that featured him and filled in a lot of pieces. So it was cool to see um, him be both a sneaky, underhanded, um, almost villain, uh, as well as being a hero uh, at different points. Yeah. Guys, that's it for the Umbrella Podcademy. Uh, please come back. We'll be um, hitting episode six next week um, as we are racing toward the end of the season. Uh, number six, the day that wasn't, Ooh. Uh, which is fun. I've, there's a lot of days like that in all of our lives, <laughs> uh, especially when you drink as much vodka as Pete does. Oh, yeah. Um, we uh, You can uh, check us out every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. We do a live show uh, called Comic Book Club we sure uh, that we stream to Crowdcast. Um, and we have YouTube. This, and YouTube. Uh, we have this and many other podcasts. Uh, if you like The Boys, we're doing a recap podcast. Too many. That. Too many podcasts. Too many. Here. Just enough. 
Um, and you can check us out at um, Comic Book Live on Twitter and uh, ComicBookClubLive.com uh, to see our full breadth of work. <laughs> Guys, we will, for Justin Tyler, <laughs> Professor Tyler. And Pete LePage. And Pete LePage, not a professor anymore. Nope. Giving up his title. Just a regular guy. This is the Umbrella Pod Academy. We will see you next time. See ya. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.